Sage is fighting the fight. He has fought cities. He has fought counties. Politicians. Naysayers. Hell, he's even fought mayors. Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide. And all other things considered homeless? Yes. Broadcasting live from your Alexa device, the Radio Free Network app, iOS, WMBU.org, Many Voices United, and the RadioFreeNetwork.com. And now, from some wooded area in Akron, Ohio, here is Sage the Rage Lewis. I'm breaking all my rules this week, ladies and gentlemen. All my rules. I'm recording this late in the afternoon. Bad move. Low energy. Donald Trump, call me Sleepy Sage. Donald Trump even knew I existed. That'd be crazy if Donald Trump knew you existed. But don't worry, I brought a Diet Coke. Here, listen to this refreshing sound. Ah, did you hear that? Ah, the sound of socially acceptable drugs. Saccharin, which some of you like to chastise people about. Don't drink diet products and caffeine, which I don't think anybody... I've never heard anybody chastise somebody from drinking caffeine. Have you? I mean, I know people that are trying to quit caffeine. I know that, but uh, I remember one time, did I tell you this? I was at, I was, I, I used to be a, a bartender. I, um, I bartended for several years out of college. And uh, anyways, I was, uh, guest bartending at an event at my kid's private school, you know, where he went to, um, elementary school and I was drinking diet Coke. And this lady came up to me and she's like, why do you drink that? And I'm like, I don't know. It's refreshing. She's, and then she's like, you know, as she's, ha- you know, a glass of wine in her hand that I just poured her. And she's like, why don't you just have a, a, a glass of wine? And I'm like, nah, I prefer this. She's like, that's so unhealthy. I think you should. I mean, and I'm like, well, you know, the studies are out. The It's not necessarily healthy to be drinking alcohol either. She's like, oh, it's heart healthy. And it's so much better than that diet Coke you're drinking. And I was just like. And she wouldn't drop it probably because she'd had a couple glasses of wine. And eventually I'm like, well, look, lady, I'm an alcoholic. And if I drink one glass of wine, I'm going to drink five bottles of wine. Okay. And you're not going to want to see that shit here. <laughs> I said kind of that. And then I, then I, what I wanted to say was what I just said, but basically I said, I did say, I'm like, I'm an alcoholic and I, I don't drink alcohol. And I did want to, I like, I wanted to say all the other things I just said, but I did want to like verbally slap her upside the head and be like, back off lady. Leave me the fuck alone. So yeah. Anyways, I, uh, I try not to record this in the afternoon because I get a little bit sleepy, but fortunately I'm super pissed off. So 
what I lack in early morning motivation, I gain in just, uh, you know, uh, heart destroying anger and rage. And I haven't eaten lunch. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah, I um, uh, look, I try. I, I am not going to solve homelessness overnight. I'm probably going to die at the age of 150 not having solved homelessness. I mean, no one has solved homelessness. And what makes me think I will uh, have any luck uh, moving the needle, so to speak, um, I'm reading this book that I, I try to read like spiritual shit so I can fucking calm down. And, you know, I'm still on 40 milligrams of citalopram and antidepressant. I'm going to try a teledoc for the first time on Monday. I'm going to go to a psychiatrist on teledoc because it was free. Uh, and this book is, he says, um, he was talking about, okay. First of all, he was talking about um, Eddie Hillsome. I don't know if that's a, Eddie Hillsome, a young Jewish woman who was killed in Auschwitz in, in 43, 1943. Um, apparently, do you know about Eddie? I don't know. I'd, I'd never heard of Eddie, but Eddie was this interesting woman who uh, Richard Rohr here describes as uh, a quite a modern woman, as unafraid of life, of her sexuality and other sensual pleasures as she finally was of death. I guess she was pretty, she was, she was down, man. She was like, she was awesome, I guess, you know? Um, and there are some people that say Eddie didn't get the same treatment as, um, uh, why do I want to say Gwen Stefani? Gwen Stefani was not killed at Auschwitz. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and what does Jesus Christ have to do with this? He, he wouldn't help those Jews over there. And Frank, this one lady, this one person, I'm sorry. Uh, this one person said that, um, Eddie Hilsom probably doesn't get recognized as much as Anne Frank because Anne Frank was some wholesome, sweet, uh, you know, pure girl who, you know, got killed at, um, you know, in the concentration camps, as opposed to Eddie Hilsom, who had some really innovative thoughts, but Eddie gets kind of buried because I guess, you know, she was a whore. And I say that satirically, sarcastically, don't fucking think I thought she was a whore. Fuck that word whore. Um, live your own goddamn life and stay out of people's other business. If people like sex, let them have fucking sex. You don't need to judge them over it. You fucking asshole. See, it's the kind of mood I'm in. 
Um, Richard Rohr, the book I'm reading, by the way, is called The Universal Christ. I love Richard Rohr. He describes himself as at the outside of the inside. He's a Franciscan priest in the Catholic Church. May I say the Catholic Church, you know, murders kids and rapes them. Sometimes I think rapes them, then murders them. And, uh, you know, doesn't give women any meaningful positions in the church. That's going to be that kind of show all day, ladies and gentlemen. But I need to keep this calm exterior because my fucking heart, I only have one. It's not like I got two hearts. I got two kidneys and my kidney doesn't seem to matter. I don't know if my kidneys gets freaked out when I'm stressed, but I know my heart does. Um... So as, as as the Nazis began their campaign of genocide and Eddie's future became more and more uncertain, she addressed God repeatedly in her diaries regarding him not as an external savior, but as a power she could nurture and feed inside of her. She honored and loved this very power in his seeming powerlessness, which is the precise meaning of the crucified Jesus. Um, that part is Richard Rohr. Oh, this is all Richard Rohr. I'm sorry. We haven't gotten to an Eddie quote yet. Just notice the power of these words to God. Now, here we go. A quote from Eddie. Alas, there doesn't seem to be much of you yourself can do about our circumstances. She's talking to God. Got to read that again. Alas, there doesn't seem to be much you yourself can do about our circumstances, about our lives. Neither do I hold you responsible. You cannot help us, but we must help you and defend your dwelling place inside us to the last. We must help you. You cannot help us. We must help you. Isn't that amazing? This, this woman is like fucking going to be gassed any minute now. In another place, a letter to a close friend from uh, Westerbork Transit Camp not long before she was sent to Auschwitz, she writes from that foundational place of faith, hope, and love that I wrote about in the last chapter. That's where you've been talking. She says, in spite of everything, you always end up with the same conviction. Life is good after all. It's not God's fault that things go awry sometimes. The cause lies in ourselves. And that's what stays with me even now, even when I'm about to be packed off to Poland with my whole family. The cause lies in ourselves. Richard Rohr doesn't describe that. And I don't think she's blaming herself for being a Jew, you know. Because a lot of people, I think that's what they would take if they were talking to about somebody that was addicted to something or, you know, had some other moral weakness that they would love to chastise. They would say, you know, you got to take responsibility. So what the hell does it mean when she says the cause lies in ourselves? Could it be that the, from the quote above where she says, neither do I hold you responsible. You cannot help us, but we must help you. We must help you, God. Doesn't that blow your mind? It's not God's fault that things go awry sometimes. The cause lies in ourselves. Wow. What a cosmic, mysterious sentence. 
And then Richard Rohr says here, and in yet another place, she incomprehensibly writes as if she is a different species of human beings. Human beings. She writes, those two months behind barbed wire have been the two richest and most intense months of my life in which my highest values were so deeply confirmed. I have learnt to love Westerbork, that transit center she went to before she got shipped off to Auschwitz and was gassed. I have learnt to love Westerbork. And Richard Rohr says, Reflections like these, especially considering the circumstances, make Eddie a profound expression for us to complete wholeness, or what St. Bonaventure called the coincidence of opposites. Just check this out. How does anyone achieve such a holding together of opposites, things like inner acceptance and outer resistance, intense suffering, and perfect freedom? See, that's where I want to be. Richard Rohr says, Eddie Hilsom demonstrated this ability like few people I've ever studied. Either such people are the cutting edge of human consciousness and civilization, or they are mentally deranged, right? They surely far transcend any formal religion. I just love this point he makes. How does anyone achieve such a holding together of opposites? Things like inner acceptance and outer resistance. That's like what I want. Inner acceptance and outer resistance. (sighs) Not because I want to become some amazing person like Eddie. I just don't want to die from stress being freaked out by all the fucking bullshit around this place. I don't think it's healthy for me to be yelling all the time. I do think it makes for mildly compelling podcasts. I guess. I don't know. Do any of you want to listen to this shit? You know what? And then, but then again, I'm like, I don't even care if people listen to this. It's not about that. It's about putting it out there. It's about saying it. It's about doing it. What happens to an art, for lack of a better word, I'm not making, I'm not saying this. Art should be anything that is creation. Anything that is created, let's just call that any creation, it is irrelevant, irrelevant, immaterial, inconsequential, of no consequence. What happens to the art or the creation? That should not be the duty of the creator. Because then you're a marketer. Now, a guy like Picasso, great marketer. Just, you know, I don't think he tried to. I don't know. I don't know what it, I don't know how much he built his reputation. Uh Vincent Van Gogh, terrible marketer. You know, you probably heard that story. He cut off his ear, ear because he was insane and died penniless. Uh, you are wasting energy on 
that should be given to creation when you are working on trying to increase your marketing efforts. It's look, you make the art, you put it out. Who gives a shit? What happens? Uh, you know, post it on Facebook. That's like, that's not a lot of effort. Post it on Facebook, post it on Twitter. And what happens to it happens. Then stop, you know, so like right now I have something automated. I write something on my blog. My blog goes to an email newsletter. Bam. That's it. That's done. I, and this is from a guy who makes his money marketing. Now, the reason you market is because you want, you want something, you want some sort of recognition. Either you want the money as a business, that's why a business hires a marketer, or you want uh, glory and uh, esteem and a, a rec, uh, um, accolades as a creator. But if you're, you know, the money thing I can understand, I guess, because you're like, well, I, I, I'm not really doing this to create anything. I'm doing this to make money. And if I, if you... And, you know, if you say, well, I wouldn't, if I, if I didn't want to make money or need to make money, I wouldn't do this creation. Then right there, you know, it loses its, its point, you know, like I was thinking a lot about Simone Beals, right. Who, uh, walked away from the Olympics because, you know, it was stressing her out and she said she didn't feel like she was doing it for herself anymore. She was doing it for others. And she's like, it's not worth it. That's where we want to be. That's where all creators need to be in that space. And you either are so rich at that point or so well known, like Simone Beals. I'm not saying she's rich, but she is the greatest gymnast on earth right now. Um, or you're destitute. <laughs> uh, but we desperately need authenticity in this world. We need people that are real and are and and are doing things because the doing is what matters. Not because of some ulterior motive, you know? We need people to be authentic because in America, authenticity is uh, highly lacking, which is why people liked Donald Trump. I don't care if you hated Donald Trump's guts. He was being pretty authentic. And I think that's what people liked. They they weren't getting some polished bullshit. They were getting real Donald Trump. I, I don't think he was playing 4D chess at any point. I do think he's a good marketer. I do think he's good pub publicitous, publicity, 
publicity person. I can't publicist publicist for himself, but he knows that being authentic is the best publicity being himself. He knows that. And so that's why he was, you know, he just did it himself and he got to be president for it. Um, so people crave authenticity, you know, because I think they know deep down inside, everybody's lying to them. Everybody's got an agenda. Every store you walk into, every politician, you can't trust any of these fuckers. And so, um, and then even then, if you're like, even like in my case, well, like I'm willing to be, you can't be authentic for anybody else. You can't be like, well, I want to be authentic for the people. No, 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 no. Fuck the people. No, you're authentic for yourself. That's what Simone Beals taught us this week. Be true to yourself and fuck everybody else. They're going to let you down. They're always going to let you down. And quite honestly, nobody wants it. Nobody wants you and your bullshit self. We're all fucking sick of it. Just go the fuck away. I think a guy like Joe Rogan, you know, is pretty authentic. I think people like that, you know. Uh, I think that's why his podcast is so popular. And I think podcasts are popular because of the authenticity. You can't do an hour or two hours or three hours of content wrapped around bullshit. Eventually, the truth is going to come out, you know? I think... I don't know. I guess you can be a... You can be so mired in your shit and bullshit that I mean, but then it becomes your own authenticity, doesn't it? Like if you start believing your shit, like again, Donald Trump believed that he, uh, the, the election was stolen. I a hundred percent believe that guy believed he was stolen. He'll say it to this day. Every chance he gets, it was stolen, stolen. He believes it. <laughs> He believes it. So, I mean, then it becomes, you know, even a, a lie. I see no evidence that it was stolen, by the way. And I've looked. I'm not down. I'm not opposed to the possibility that uh, it was stolen. He says it was stolen. Let's look. Let's, let's look. Look. I don't see any solid evidence. I just see conspiracy theorist websites. Once that uh, Department of Justice lawyer said it was not stolen i was like there you go because i hated that guy from the beginning and i'm like this dick says it's not stolen who was that guy what was that guy's name head of the department of justice who said the election was not stolen uh bar yeah bill bar is that his name yeah i mean that guy yeah bill bar Bill Barr, like, 
was doing shit for Donald Trump all the time, but he was like, man, this shit wasn't fucking stolen. And I'm like, well, if Bill Barr says it wasn't stolen, then I don't know who else to go to. I mean, nobody in authority has said it was stolen and can prove it. You know, it's just fucking extremists on the right that say it was stolen. I'm sorry. I don't see any evidence. They went to all these courts who, by the way, Donald Trump, like put in a lot of those people. Everybody looked at the fucking evidence. They're like, we didn't find it. And then, you know, uh, Rudy Giuliani would go to these courts and say really menial shit that like was not like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If you believe that shit was stolen, I see no evidence. It was stolen. And I'm not going to study it anymore. I've studied it. I'm not going to study it anymore. Uh, whoever this guy, a new guy is, Joe Biden, he's the new president. I didn't want Joe Biden either. I wanted Bernie fucking Sanders, but my fucking liberal friends let me down, you fucking assholes. You didn't go vote. Fuckers. Fuck you, you fucktards. God damn it. Didn't go vote. And I'm talking to you, young people, you fucking fuckheads. I want Bernie Sanders. I want Bernie Sanders. And then you don't go vote on the one day. God damn it. Now we have Joe Biden, who is a total liar. He just pisses in the wind in whatever way his party wants him to. He's a totally a fucking politician through and through. Fuck Joe Biden. I like a lot of what Joe Biden's doing. I mean, I think. I don't know. I don't know. I who even fucking knows? I don't know. What is he doing good? It's exhausting. It's all so fucking exhausting. They don't give a shit about you and me, trust me. And that's the problem with all organizations. I all right, look, I joined the Democratic Socialists of America, DSA. Is that what it stands for? Democratic Socialists of America. I joined it. I'm waiting for my card. I got their magazine. It was fine. And uh, they invited me to a local Akron chapter meeting. And it's on Zoom. I'm like, I guess I can go to a fucking Zoom meeting. And then, you know, we had to go around the fucking room, the Zoom room, and introduce ourselves. You know, and it was like, hi, my name is Bob Smith. He, his, him, he. They're, you know, we had to all say our genders. And they come to me, and I'm like, hi, my name is Sage. And they're like, gender? I'm like, I don't know. They're like, well, we need your gender. I'm like... They fucking just put me on tilt right there within five minutes of their fucking bullshit because they're they're putting me on blast to tell me what my gender is. I got to tell you what my fucking gender is. Have you even thought about your own fucking gender? Has it ever occurred to you that maybe your gender like uh, uh, evolves from day to day, minute to minute? Because if we're not using science for gender. I'm not saying that I'm not against this whole gender classification shit. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. But if, 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 if we're not using like chromosomes or some sort of t- scientific, uh, 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 
number to determine gender, we're just going based on what we feel, then that's fucking complicated. Okay? That is fucking complicated. Now, what do you think my gender is? I'd rather somebody tell me. Right now, I would classify I'm an asshole guy. Do you got a gender called asshole white male? Can you put me down for that? So that's how I'm feeling right now. I'd like to be the gender asshole white male. For At the moment, that's how I feel. Can I make up any fucking gender I want? How about the fuck you gender? How about go fuck yourself gender? Fucking assholes. I couldn't, st- I, I left the meeting. I, 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 they, they just started talking about budgets, about how they have $2,000. I'm like, I cannot believe I have to sit here and listen to your budget fucking meeting about how you're, you have $2,000 fucking dollars and how then you need my money to, I need to like uh, change my membership. So I'm giving monthly instead of yearly or whatever the fuck. I'm like, I gotta go. I was furious. I was fucking furious. Because you know why? I'm going to tell you why. Now, there are people where this gender thing matters, okay? People that are like, have been beaten, berated, abused. And I have friends like that. And their gender means something to them, okay? But me, I don't know. Do they want me in solidarity with them? Okay. Because I'll tell you what, I was just in a conversation with this person and they classified me as a cis male. I didn't write that. I forget what that means. It's fine. I don't give a fuck what cis male. No, female. Sit. God damn it. C-I-S-M-A-L-E. Yeah. Most people Okay, what is it? What do cisgender male assign male at birth, okay? Female assign female at birth, okay? I guess but that person I never said that. I, I I don't use the word cis. Not that I'm against the word cis and cisgender. I just don't fucking use it because I can't remember what it fucking means. What does it fucking mean? So cisgender person or gender identity matches their sexual assigned birth. Sexually assigned. Is that what it, I don't understand. I don't even know. Okay. Etymology. It says German sexologist Volkmar Sacht used the neologism cissexual, zisexual, in German in a peer-reviewed publication in 1998. There you go. So fucking Volkmar over here, zisexual, and now we're cisgender, which is fucking fine. I don't know, but I don't use that word, but this person who gender really matters and then maybe listening to this podcast right now. And by the way, hello, it's good to see you. I don't want to mention your name in case it embarrasses you. I'm not upset at all, but I never said that I was cisgender because I don't use that word, but they said you're cis. And like, so 
I don't know that they care if I'm in solidarity by saying he, him, or his, he, or he, her. I fucking hate that shit. And not about the, not about uh, the, 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 the aligning, uh, 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 uniting with people of, of uh, a variety of gen. I just hate white privilege pandering to other, to minorities. Like, I hate these fucking people that put up these fucking Black Lives Matter signs and like, well, I've solved, I've solved racism. I got out the Black Lives Matter sign. I put it in my fucking yard. Well, I've solved gender uh, inequality issues because now I put my fucking pronouns in my fucking signature. Fuck you, you fucking asshole, white privileged fuckhead. God damn it. You're not helping anything. And that's all that that's all the privileged white people do is words. They don't do shit. They don't do fucking shit. You I, I, oh, you want me solidarity? Yeah, oh, okay. I'll, yeah, he him. I'm he him. Okay. There we go. He him. Black Lives Matter. And then they go on and buy their suck fucking shit from Amazon and buy their fucking slave dug up shrimp and slave chocolate and <laughs> murder countless fucking animals to eat, you know, meat like I do. Like I do all that shit. So I don't want you to think that I'm some great fucking asshole dude that, that, like, because I, I, I'm putting my fucking gender in my goddamn email signature and all of a sudden now I'm enlightened. No, man, I'm a fuck up. I am so fucked up. My existence here on earth is fucking hurting earth. I, my farts are ruining earth. Okay. The fact that I have to fucking eat chicken every goddamn day. Otherwise I don't think I've had a proper goddamn meal is making me uh, a negative draw on society. Okay. All the fucking garbage I buy on fucking Amazon. I am nothing other than a drain on society. And the mere fact that I'm a middle-class middle-aged white male is just, a, just icing on the goddamn cake. No, 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 no. I don't want you to think anything of me other than the fact of what I am. I'm a piece of shit. Oh, you're not a piece of shit. Oh, just shut the fuck up. I am. I am a piece of shit, and so are you. Unless you're a minority that was actually is actually being fucking abused by the goddamn system, like a fucking woman is, or uh, uh, the people with 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 the different gender choices, or homeless people, or black people, or native people. Otherwise, shut the fuck up. You're, there's nothing you can fucking do to make up. I'm, I guess I'm just talking to white men, white, cis, middle-aged, middle-class men. Fuck you, you asshole. God damn it. Just put, put away your Black Lives Matter sign and your fucking pronouns. You aren't doing shit, asshole. I hate my people hate us so much. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to 
make a dent in the system. I'm fighting these asshole white men. Oh, you know, I have like fucking two tents in my yard. Don't think I'm proud of that, by the way. I'm not proud of anything I've ever done. I haven't done enough. When I had 50 tents in my yard, it wasn't enough because I was turning people the fuck away. And when the city threatened me, I was afraid that I was going to lose everything. So I shut the fucking camp down. I have nothing to be proud of. I'm not a saint. I'm not anything special. The mere fact that anybody thinks I'm special just talks more to the fact of how fucked up they are. They're not doing shit. All we're doing is parasitically living on this goddamn rock as it fucking boils. I mean, really, like, do you get a lot of you care about the fucking uh, environment? What are you doing? Are you fucking recycling? Good fucking job. That is bullshit. And you know it. Still getting in your car, aren't you? Still turning on your air conditioning, aren't you? Still fucking buying fam uh, uh, factory farm food. You're not living off the grid. So fuck you. And fuck me. I'm not, I'm not, I mean, I'm right here. I'm doing almost nothing, but you're doing nothing. But really it's, uh, I'm doing so little that the fact that I'm the little that I am doing doesn't make me any better than you. I don't, I'm not, not condemning you any more than I'm condemning myself. think a lot about John Brown and that guy was a fucking nut job. That raid on Harper's Ferry. What a, what a colossal idiocy. But at least he fucking did it. I mean, he fucking, his sons went with him. He lost his sons, a couple sons in that, that raid on Harper's Ferry and eventually, you know, was hung for it. There's a guy, right? That's like, that's like, that's about all you can do. That's as good as it gets. I mean, I guess like, like I'm proud of him because he was willing to give his life for his cause. But then I'm like, it's a pretty stupid fucking idea. But. And he got really lucky because a lot of people say that Harper's Ferry was a dress rehearsal for the uh, Civil War, that he might have been the spark that launched the Civil War that ended uh, Chattel's slavery. But you know what? Fuck that. We made the 13th Amendment. We just put our black people in prison. Drug crime and then, you know, kept our slavery going that way. Didn't change shit. Uh, I don't think Abraham Lincoln was anything. All he gave a shit about was keeping the union together. He didn't give a fuck about black people. He wanted black people to leave. Uh, 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 
fuck us all, right? I mean, that Jesus guy and Buddha, and because they were, you know, they've been dead thousands of years, we can kind of uh, put them on a pedestal. I guarantee they were assholes too. Who knows what they were fucking doing? They just whitewashed all that shit. Some talk that maybe Jesus was like, uh, was gay. I mean, that's not bad. I don't even know why Like I brought it up, but I know that Christians would be outraged by that, I guess. That's why I brought it up. Maybe he was banging all those fucking apostles, man. It was just some fucking desert gay orgy fest all the time over there. And every once in a while they'd bring in some, some, uh, sex worker women and just to fucking mix it up, drinking all that fucking wine, eating all that goddamn bread, fucking each other. <laughs> oh, sounds good to me. I read again this week, you know, there was apparently there's some memos that say Martin Luther King Jr. was in a room where a woman was being raped and he didn't do anything about it. That's fucking nice. <laughs> That's great. And, you know, Gandhi, total fucking asshole, made his 14-year-old niece sleep in a bed with him naked Ugh, gross fucking gross just, you know, we're just all terribly disgusting Thanos was right Thanos said 50%. He wanted to clean, call 50% of the universe. Now, I don't know the rest of the universe. Thanos knows the universe. Uh, and, you know, no suffering. Not like that dickhead God who, like, had to fucking drown us. You know, I was watching this. I watched some of these, like, uh, deconstructionists. Uh, religious people that, you know, used to be really religious and aren't anymore. And this one lady was comparing like Thanos and God. Like, so she was like, you know, first of all, God's like, I'm pissed off at humanity. I got to kill them all. And so he picks fucking uh, Noah, his family who were assholes, you know, to start over. Like he picks the whole family is just fucked. They're just fucked. So I don't know why he'd pick them probably because there's nobody else left on other. We're all assholes, you know, but our, he was probably like, well, at least fucking Noah can build a boat. He cares about animals or some shit. So I'm going to fucking give it to gonna start the earth over on with Noah, his asshole clan. So, you know, God doesn't Thanos us. He fucking drowns us all. Drowns us all. And then we're all from the seed of <laughs> Noah. Ugh. 
so gross. They were fucking each other and fucking their mom. And they just, it was just all fucked up. Uh, was it Noah's daughters that fucked him? I can't remember. Remember some daughters, they got their dad all drunk and they went and fucked him. So they could get pregnant by him. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's, that's who God wanted us to be. <laughs> Hold on. I got to look that up. Let me look that up. Daughters in the Bible who had sex with their dad. Oh, wait. Uh, yeah, it says Lot, one evening Lot's eldest daughter gets Lot drunk and has sex with him without his knowledge. <laughs> ah, what does the Bible say about fathers and daughters? And I will be a father to you in Corinthians, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty, as a father has compassion on his children. Yeah, okay, so Genesis 19. Lot's daughters sleep with their father. Then the firstborn said to the younger, Our father is old, and there is not a man on earth to come into us after the manner of the earth. Come, let us make our father drink wine, and let us lie with him, that we may preserve our family through our father. So they made their father drink wine that night, and the firstborn went in and lay with their father, and he did not know. He didn't know. I've seen that on Pornhub where people are having sex. And they're so fucked up. They can't even know they're having sex. Uh, did not even know when she lay down or when she arose. On the following day, the firstborn said to the younger, behold, I lay last night with my father. Let us make him drink wine tonight also. And then you go in and lie with him. These dirty little whores. Then we may preserve our family through our father. So they made their father drink wine that night. And the younger arose and lay with him. He did not know when she lay down or when she arose. Both nights he was so fucked up. He was getting banged by his like teenage daughters. He can't even fucking, he missed it. Good for them. Gives a shit, you dirty whores. Live your life. I just. <laughs> it goes on to say this is as in our modern time, and our it is our nature to be appalled by such things as incest. However, the scriptures do not condemn or applaud the fact that Lot's daughters sleep with him. Instead, the text remains neutral, merely offering an explanation as to why it happened and attempting to resolve all the guilt. First, we must consider that in their culture at that time, continuing the family line was very important, much more so than today. <laughs> this explains at least in part why Lot's daughter would even consider such a plot. Secondly, surely all involved were familiar with the story of Noah and how from just a few persons, the earth's population had to be replenished. So great and sudden way, this destruction of Lot's daughter's did not know the extent of it and expected the worst. Verse 31 informs us that Lot's daughters thought that Lot may have been the only male left alive and as such the only path through which procreation could occur. I'm sure they didn't like it. I mean, people didn't like sex back then. 
says so right here, I'm sure. See in verse 14 that their husbands did not believe the destruction was coming, and thus they were left behind and destroyed. Third, they enticed Lot to drink and become drunk. But, you know, in the very biblical sort of drunk. This at the very least tells us that Lot would not have willingly taken part in their plan while sober. Can I tell you something? I have been fucked up. I mean, I have been fucked up. My only uh, DUI was when I was 0. 0.245, 246. If you aren't a drinker, I dare you to get to 2.45 and see if you can stand up, okay? I I could fucking put it away. And I've never, ever in my life been drunk enough to not know when my 14-year-old daughter's fucking me. Never. I mean, I don't have a 14-year-old daughter, thank God, but... I mean, I'm telling you, it's something you'd remember I'm telling you scripture seems to do its best to preserve Lot's innocence. Yeah, it does. Though we do observe that the scenario happens twice. That's the other thing. He gets so fucked up twice in a row, two nights in a row. His daughters get him drunk and have them sleep with him. This seems to leave a moral gray area as if Lot had any suspicion of the previous night's happening would likely avoid drinking wine the next day. Why are you girls having me get so fucking drunk? I mean, I like you and all. You're fun girls. I, I'm glad you're my girl, but aren't we getting a little fucking hammered too often around here? No, daddy. We just like getting fucked up with you. Holy shit. Also, no, Lot likely understood the destruction was not global. Oh, geez. So Lot would know he was not the only male left, though his daughters did not know this. These were dumbass bitches. <laughs> the popular teaching of Christian circles is that Lot was that was backslidden in his faith and thus his morals were compromised. I find this curious because the scriptures do not teach this. In fact, despite what potential evidence is in the Hebrew scripture to this effect, uh, to Peter in the New Testament specifically, Clarabelle, look, I'm reading some really gangster, dirty ass incest sex shit right now. Just not now. I'm talking to my dog, not anybody else. Just go away. I find this curious because, oh, yeah, potential. First, a lot is being righteous and even distressed about the wickedness around him and while in Sodom. Though even if someone is called righteous, it does not mean they never sin. But I'm not sure the lesson here is about lots being backslidden. Sparky, go away. I'm reading about some dirty ass fucking incest sex here. Perhaps the lesson can be gleaned is to be careful with your words. In Lot's case, he offered his daughters to the town mob. What? In Lot's case, he offered his own daughters to the town mob. Whether he was jesting or not, we do not know. However, we do know that Lot himself ended up sleeping with his... What? He gave him up to the... Fuck that. They are... See, now that's a family. That's a family that knows how to have fun, okay? They're getting fucked up all the time. The two young daughters are totally clueless. They say there's no other men. I think that was just some sort of, like, uh, cover-up. You can't be that stupid. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and they were just like, fuck it, man. Let's fuck daddy. Then let's fuck the, the street. Let's just go and have sex. I mean, uh, fine. I don't give a shit. Fine. It's fucking fine. Okay. How did I get on this? Live your own fucking life. 
probably about something about self-righteous fucking asshole Christians. I don't even know. I don't even know how I got to this point. What were we talking about? That story is so good. I completely lost track of everything I was talking about before. I have no idea what we were talking about. Literally nothing. All I can think of is these like super hot daughters fucking banging their dad. And I can see it play out on Pornhub on my fucking phone. Just, I'm totally distracted now. What were we fucking talking about? I can't go back. All right, we're going to have to talk about something else. Uh, Oh, just asshole people, I guess. I don't know. Look, um, (laughs) that story is so fucking good. I mean, what's great about it is it comes out of the Bible. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if it was just on Pornhub, who gives a fuck? But it was in the fuck. And Lot's like really famous. He's like really famous in the Bible, you know? This isn't some side character that was just banging his daughters. This was Lot, you know? Wow. I mean... It's just our judgment alone makes us wicked. Why the fuck do we need to get in everybody else's business? If Lot and his daughters want to fuck all the time, let them fuck. Who gives a shit? Okay. Why do I have to get involved? They didn't ask me about it. They weren't like, hey, Sage, do you think I should have sex with my dad? I could be like, well, all right, okay, let's let's play it out. I'm back there. Uh, I'm a woman because these girls apparently didn't know there were guys. There were only one guy. So they're like, hey, Aunt Sage. Okay, I'm a girl. Uh, We're thinking about fucking dad because we need to get pregnant. I'd be like, all right, little ladies. Let's have a talk. Do you want to fuck your dad? Well, um, maybe one's like, yeah, I kind of think he's hot. I kind of want his, I want his baby. Like, okay. All right. Well, you know, scientifically, uh, sometimes there can be ramifications of incest, you know, uh, not all the time. It can be a risk. Sometimes the babies don't come out super healthy. Yeah, but man, dad is so hot. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I guess he is pretty fucking hot. Uh, I guess I wouldn't mind fucking him. I'm not gonna. But, you know, you know what you're doing, right? I mean, this could get emotionally complicated. No, 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 it's not. Because what we're going to do is we're going to get him super blind fucking drunk. And then, you know, he's not even going to know. I just want his baby. And then we're going to get him so drunk. He's not going to know. I mean, do you know how drunk that is? He drinks a lot. Oh yeah. We can fuck him right up. Okay. Okay. So that's a good plan. Like you're not going to, he's not going to be guilty over it. Right. I mean, you're, but you don't want him. He's got to be blackout drunk. Okay. You're going to have to make him blackout drunk. Uh, maybe give him like a wine enema too. like stick a, bottle of wine up his ass so you need him fucked up 
because you don't want him just drunk enough to think this is a cool idea and then feel guilty the rest of his life. You need him blackout fucking drunk. Yeah. Okay. All right. Get him really drunk. And the other one's like, well, I, you know, I, I just want a baby. And I'm like, well, okay. How old are you? Well, I'm 15. Okay. All right. Well, you're getting up there. That's true. Why don't you wait? You don't sound like you're really in love with this idea. Well, I mean, I just want a baby. Okay. All right. Why don't we give it a few months? Okay. You, you, you really want your dad's baby. Yeah. I just want his baby. Okay. All right. Good plan. Get him super fucking drunk. I mean, so drunk because you don't want him to feel guilty the rest of his life. He could have like, this could be psychologically traumatizing for him. And have you thought about your own psychological well-being over this? Yeah, man, it's fine. I mean, just, I just want him. Okay, if you're sure, you've thought about this. Do you want to take some time? No, I just fucking want daddy's. I want daddy's semen in me. Okay, okay, okay. Just checking. Just checking. But you, you seem a little unsure. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I like him and I love my dad. And be fine. But, you know, I mean, maybe I'd like somebody else if there was somebody else. But I don't think there's any other men laying around. All right. Let's give it another year with you. If we don't see another man in a year that you want to fuck, let's reconvene. But you, honey, go fuck your dad. All right. That would be my consultation to the family porn hub. Okay. That would be what I would, would volunteer to them. That would be as good as I could get, you know, I'd be like, I don't know. Maybe there's no other guys, but I'm pretty fucking sure there's other guys. I and mean, we just don't see a lot. She seems to want her dad. And I don't know, whatever. It's fine. It's fine. So, yeah. I mean, that would be pretty much my whole thing. Um, I guess that's how I would uh, handle Lot's predicament. Uh, you know, and that's just how I feel today. Maybe I'd more counsel a little more strongly on the first daughter wanting to bang her dad. Because I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if you've really thought this through. You're only 14. Maybe you need to chill out. But we got to like... <sighs> I, you know what? No, we don't fucking live your life. Just live your life. It's all hopeless. We're all pieces of shit. Okay. Don't hurt other people and then live your fucking life. Okay. That's all I got. I don't think there's anything we can do to help this world. I think it's hopeless. It's fucking hopeless. What are you going to do? What you want to do something? Go live off the grid. Stop eating meat. All right. That's all I got. I don't know. I don't know. I just feel really fucking hopeless. There's n I, I don't know. I don't know why I do what I do. I'll see you guys later. Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide.